0: Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidas. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello, my dears. One of the good things that poetry can do in everyday life is yield itself to memorization. Today we're going to talk about that, my special guest and I, specifically in the context of poetry memorization in an educational setting to enhance the learning and delight of the children. In a new book called 30 Poems to Memorize Before It's Too Late, David Kern, the editor, writes a preface that has some really eloquent sentences about memorization, probably better than I could come up with in my closet off the top of my head. So I'm going to read a couple sentences here that he wrote. He said, For centuries, since man first began to pass along his most cherished stories, he relied on what he could remember. He valued a mind capable of being full of things that were not just useful, but also true, good, and beautiful memory was not just a tool for individual use, but was in fact the collection point for all culture and tradition. End quote. If education is supposed to be about passing on the true good and beautiful and passing on culture and tradition, poetry memorization is a perfect way to do that. Today, I am interviewing a special guest, who has spent about 30 years helping children memorize poetry. It's my mama, Leslie. She got me off to a good start in my life of poetry loving because she read poems to me, taught me to read so I could read them on my own, and then included poetry memorization in my elementary school years. So thanks
1: for coming and talking with us, Mom. Well, thank you for inviting me to talk with you about one of my favorite subjects, helping children memorize poetry. I homeschooled for 11 years and taught in a through K-3 classroom at a tiny Christian school, and not a day went by that we didn't have a poem to work on. In fact, the highlight of my school year preparation at home and in the classroom was choosing which poems to memorize during the coming year.
0: Yeah, in fact, I remember when you got that job. That's just one of my memories is you having big huge poster-sized papers and writing out really neatly the poems that you had chosen for the year. So it seems like it was a first. Yep. First on your priority list. So
1: you brought a poem to read for us today, right? I did. It's The Snail by William Cowper. To grass or leaf or fruit or wall, the snail sticks close, nor fears to fall. As if he grew there, house and all, together. Within that house secure he hides, when danger imminent betides, of storm or other harm besides, of weather. Give but his horns the slightest touch, his self-collecting power is such, he shrinks into his house with much displeasure. Where'er he dwells, he dwells alone, except himself has chattels none, well satisfied to be his own whole treasure. Thus hermit-like his life he leads, nor partner of his banquet needs. And if he meets one, only feeds the faster. Who seeks him must be worse than blind. He and his house are so combined. If finding it, he fails to find its master.
0: (laughs) That's cute. It was hard not to giggle a few times (laughs) at the fun rhyme. So what do you enjoy about this particular poem?
1: Well, most children love animals, insects, birds, and other living creatures. Uh, the Snail by William Cowper delighted them because while it aptly describes a snail, it does it with a touch of humor. And it's extra delightful if you can find a real snail to keep in a jar for a couple days while children <laughs> learn the poem.
0: Yeah, so cute. So did you felt like the kids, the students enjoyed this one too? Oh, yes, of course. So were even five-year-olds memorizing this poem? Absolutely. And that probably actually went more easily for them than you
1: would expect, huh? It did. Children can stuff a lot into their brains.
0: Yes. So I wanted to ask you what benefits you personally saw in all those years of having students memorize poetry.
1: Well, I think well-chosen poems add charm and excitement to a child's schoolwork. They learn that they can indeed memorize even lengthy pieces and they find great satisfaction in accomplishing it. They always like to recite them afterwards to friends and family, and by the end of the year they know dozens of poems. Little events in everyday life begin to remind them of poems they've memorized. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Andrew Pudua from the Institute for Excellence in Writing says that memorizing poetry is the single most important thing a child can do to become a good writer, but I mainly just focused on how much they enjoyed it and how it charmed them to learn so many poems.
0: Yeah, I was just watching a video clip actually this morning of him talking about that concept of memorizing this rich language being one of the biggest helps to that's writing right. that he and he teaches violin lessons too and said it was the same with music that the more children had memorized pieces that they could play the more they were actually able to then compose or play by ear or do these you think of memorization as being the stiffest strictest restriction of freedom or creativity but it actually leads to more absolutely surprisingly um So what about your methods? You said the kids knew dozens of poems, you know, by the end of their years with you. So how did
1: you help them learn so many poems? Well, as you mentioned, I always wrote the poems on a big poster board or two, and I hung them where they could easily see the poem. At least four times each day, we'd recite it at the beginning of the day, before a break, after the break, and before ending the day. That way they would see it, read it, and say it. And I'd read the poem aloud with them until they knew it. And we'd do the same with Scripture. I always had them stand up to recite because Mm -hmm. that helped them focus and be ready to present it with poise to others if they had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And on Friday, we would review the many poems that we had already learned so far.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that with review. This is the first year I've been building in review mm-hmm. of past years. I don't know why it took me so long, but so on Friday you would maybe do one or two poems from previously
1: well, in the year? three or four. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun to review the ones that are already known. Yep. You have to keep reviewing and they just have big smiles on their faces because while they're learning so much new material in math and spelling and language they they have those poems under their belt and it just really delights them. Mm-hmm. How
0: long would you say it you would spend on memorizing one poem the length of the one that we just read?
1: It would probably take them maybe five or six days because I had kindergartners through mm-hmm. third second or third grade so Um, but I'd spend, I would make sure that every single child knew it completely before Mm -hmm. I would bring a new poem into the classroom. So maybe one and a half to two school weeks. Yeah, probably this uh, poem this long would probably take six class days. Mm -hmm. If we did, um, the village blacksmith or Paul Revere's ride, something longer, that would take longer of many more days, but, um. It's amazing how quickly they can memorize. Did you memorize Paul Revere's ride with your little little guys? I sure did. Hmm. Um,
0: do you have any other favorite poems, if you were gonna say maybe three more that the students seem to enjoy the most? What do you think it would be? Oh,
1: anything by Robert Louis Stevenson. We liked um, A Bird Came Down the Walk by Emily Dickinson. Um, some silly poems, funny poems. Um, Robert, uh, Robert Frost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my kids like the funny ones too. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, well, thank you for sharing that. You're I'm welcome. going to finish up our time. I'll read the poem one more time. Okay. The Snail by William Cowper. To grass or leaf or fruit or wall, The snail sticks close nor fears to fall, As if he grew there, house and all, together. Within that house secure he hides, When danger imminent betides, Of storm or other harm besides, of weather. Give but his horns the slightest touch, His self-collecting power is such, He shrinks into his house with much displeasure. Where'er he dwells, he dwells alone, except himself has chattel's none, well satisfied to be his own whole treasure. Thus, hermit-like, his life he leads, nor partner of his banquet needs, and if he meets one, only feeds the faster. Who seeks him must be worse than blind, he and his house are so combined, if finding it, he fails to find its master." Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.